Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. All right, as you know, I am not Christopher McCullough. I'm going ahead and filling in for the fourth time this month. And with me today is the guest co-host, Alice Petzold, who is a professionally certified coach. And I'm so elated to have you on. And it's been such fun thus far. So for our next segment. It's great to be here. Yay. I know. <clears throat> Sorry, I got all choked up. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so for our next guest today is going to be Cecilia Gorman. After 20 years of adver- of her advertising career, I don't know what's happening. I'm so excited I get tongue-tied. <laughs> and she, oh, God. <laughs> After 20 years of advertising and the creative services, management, and HR at great companies like Y&R, Oakley, and Innocen USA, I think I said that wrong, Cecilia knows what makes a great agency and extraordinary leaders. Her company, which is Creative Plus Talent Plus Partners, focuses on developing employees on creatively-minded companies to their optimal potential. A certified John C. Maxwell trainer and speaker, Cecilia specializes in teaching, coaching, and mentoring employees in fun, interactive, and impactful ways that leave audiences feeling understood, reflected, and determined to apply what they've learned. She has a unique ability to get the root of culture issues and help companies course correct with greater ease. Welcome to the microphone, Cecilia Gorman. Good morning, ladies. How good are you morning. today? So good. A little tongue-tied and Great excited, to have but... you here, Cecilia. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about you and what had you choose to uh launch from the advertising career into uh, creative plus talent and partners? Yes. So I um, I feel like I've always been a creative person. I just didn't know what that looked like. So <laughs> landing in the advertising industry was kind of a blessing for me, but it certainly wasn't planned. And I started out as a print producer and I was helping the creatives print their work. And I, I, I really enjoyed being around that creativity and my career transitioned into being something called a creative manager. And essentially that's somebody who kind of runs the business side of a creative department within an advertising agency. So you help who's hired, who's fired, you help with resourcing. And it really is a kind of an HR job within the creative department. And I really enjoyed it. And I found that helping people was just something that I love to do. But I didn't Mm -hmm. think that that was my full-time job. I just thought that was part of the day job that I had. And so you fast forward doing that for quite a few years. And my last agency, which is actually called InOcean, I was able to have a job that was officially within a training and development role. And I just thought I'd had landed in heaven because I didn't realize that it could be my full-time job to train and develop people full-time. And so I spent a couple of years there and 
it led me to this idea of maybe I could do this on my own. Maybe there are more ad agencies that have employees who are struggling or just need help reaching their potential. And so I took the leap and it's been uh, almost two years now. So uh, it's been a wonderful change for me. And I'm really finding that when I took the piece of what I loved, which was coaching and helping people and made it my full-time gig, everything in life seemed to change around it. So it's definitely been a wonderful switch for me. There's there's a theme today. If you love your job I know that. and you're a coach, <laughs> you can love your job and be a coach. I, I like this. I just wanted to point that out. Just saying. <laughs> well, and, you know, I mean, the, the danger here is that, um, Cecilia, I worked a great deal with agencies throughout the years um, in different sponsors associated with, like, the Olympic Committee and NASCAR and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so how do you help these different functions communicate in a way that they get the end result that they want? Because I think that there's always a certain amount of tension among the creatives and the, um, maybe perhaps I'm mistaken, but like else. there's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's creatives and then there's the rest of the world sometimes. Well, I think what helps me is that I spent 20 years working at a couple of different agencies. So I've seen the conflicts. Um, I've worked within the creative department. I've worked outside the creative department. And I know what those challenges are in communication. So what helps me is that I have empathy and I have understanding of what they are, of what their environment is. And so my, my comfort zone is going into advertising spaces just because I can speak their language. And so... That gives me a unique perspective. But it, at the end of the day, no matter what industry you're going to train or coach people in, it's about one human being interacting with another human being. And there are some mm-hmm. basic fundamentals about helping people get along that um, maybe they've forgotten. And mm-hmm. so when you start teaching about empathy and respect and kindness and the things that are just fundamental principles in human relations – it helps to break down some of those walls in conflict and, and uh, challenging communication. So I'm not sure if it's an advertising-specific thing, but you're right. There right, are stressors in that environment that maybe some other industries don't have. Mm-hmm. It seems that there's it's, it's not unique to advertising, but there are certain mindsets that can be created, and then they seem like they're actually something that's true about a, a, a difference between one group of people and another and it it's probably um you know you can you can find it in in any number of, of places but with creatives and their capacity to you know create art and um it seems that it requires some sensitivity to that oh absolutely i mean um, they're the really the only job in a company that has ego so attached to it because they're creating something. It's like if your job was to paint a painting and hang it on the wall and have everyone judge it all day long, like that would feel good. I mean, the the people in finance don't get that feeling. The people in the, on the account team don't get that feeling, but they're creating, you know, quote unquote artwork for everyone to sit around and, and judge. And so Mm. it, 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 adds a complexity to being able to work with creatives because, um, because of this, this ego and this creation facet that not a lot of us, um, have in the, in the work that we do. What are some of the ways, um, that you are supporting 
organizations in creating a new level of leadership. I know you have this clever name of leadership. Yeah, and I'd love to say I, I authored that word, but <laughs> there's a lot of people that are using that. It just oh, wow. worked for us. So I have a partner in this new program. His name is Austin Bauer, and Austin also worked in um, a couple of different ad agencies. And so we both have a similar background. He's um, quite a bit younger than I am, which I love because he's transitioned into owning his training and coaching business, and him and I are talking a lot about this level of employee that is, you know, they could be a millennial, but they could also be somebody that's never had any training that has recently moved into management. And in my experience, when somebody gets promoted or hired into a management position, they really only get a pat on the back and a new new business card. And then they're, they're, they're handed these lives of of other people to take care of and they have little to no training to do that Mm -hmm. and so a lot of brainstorming between him and I said you know what we want to create a training that is especially for this tier so they're not floundering around for two years Uh, young managers who aren't trained turn into senior managers who are still untrained (laughs) so Mm. we're hoping to empower this level of employee with some fundamental tools to help make that management transition easier to help them shift into a leadership position with a few more tools in their belt so we are pencils down on that program we are um, launching our first workshops in september and october and i expect a, a really good reception to this because most hr people do not have the resources or the time to train younger managers. It's just things are crazy and hectic and they, they tend to get lost in the shuffle. Oh man, I needed you mm-hmm. four years ago. Why did I not know about you? <laughs> oh, I was in that position. You're talking my story. <laughs> I mean, really it's my story too. I was, right? I, I was transitioned into management where I started managing my friends. They, I mean, there was a tight group of people that worked together. There were six of us and then I got promoted to be manager of the group and it was, it was clunky and awkward, and I was—I mm-hmm. just didn't even know what I was doing. I still wanted to be their <laughs> friend, and, and, and I was just uh, learning everything by mistake. So mm-hmm. anything that I do in my training practice, I use my own self and my own challenges. It's as so great. <laughs> what would have helped me here? And, and sometimes well, and- it's easy stuff, and sometimes it's more complicated stuff, but it's just its not in a manual. It's not in a... No. Hey, manager 101, yeah. here's your binder. Here's all the things you need to know. Um, so it's a lot of faltering and fumbling. I love the reference to your experience, Cecilia, because that's a very similar to an experience that I had. And it's actually how my coaching career launched was in um, inside an organization where someone got promoted. And that's how I was hired in as a coach. Um, because that, that experience of working alongside your peers and then all of a sudden managing them it seems like just a great intersect for an outside resource such as coaching. Um, oh, absolutely. And, you need somebody objective that's outside the situation to kind of see what yeah. you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, HR or the manager of that new manager, they just they don't have the time a lot of, in a lot of circumstances yeah. to give that one-on-one coaching and guidance. So... Um, can you share with us a little bit about how it works when you 
And specifically, I'm curious if this is something that you do for one company or if it's people from different organizations who work in a cohort of all strangers. Well, we're, um, we're actually doing both. So I can tell you how it works. So the leadership, the S-H-I-F-T is the teaching platform. So S is learning to shift what people see up from you. So it's about being confident and having a strong outer presence, positive body language, um, what people see and hear in the way that you show up now that you're a manager. The H is having context. So a lot of times someone will move from individual contributor to manager and they won't understand the context of how their role changes and how it fits within the business. So in this section, we cover business fundamentals that a new manager should know about how a company works. So they're not managing in the dark. I is a section on integrity. And so we start talking about building an authentic leadership style, what your character and your communication have to do with you shifting into leadership, how to foster a camaraderie on your team, how to take a servant leadership approach. The F is about feedback. And so we teach people how to productively give and receive feedback. We help them have learn some methods to maneuver difficult conversations, what triggers communication shutdown, and, and give them some help with feedback. Because honestly, this is an area that everyone struggles with. Um, every company that I work at has a problem with people being unable to give feedback, whether it's in a formal performance review or just daily on the job. And so we have a section on that. And then the T in shift is T. I'm sorry, do you mind if I interject with a question? Yeah, absolutely. When you say they have problems with feedback, are you saying that they have problems giving or receiving feedback? In my experience, it's been both. Mm -hmm. For a manager, for a new manager, it's extremely critical that they learn how to give feedback. And it may be the first time that they're giving a performance review. It may be the first time they're having a tough conversation with someone. And so they just, they don't even know how to start the sentence, let alone maneuver the conversation. But in my opinion, it's equal important for everyone to learn how to receive feedback because a new manager also has their own performance review. They're also hearing feedback throughout the day. And if we don't understand what's physically and emotionally happening to us when we hear feedback, especially when it's a feedback we don't want to hear, our, our body starts to shut down. And we need to know how to productively maneuver out of that situation. And so we teach both sides of that equation. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. And then the T in shift is team. So we, we teach them some ways to build and motivate a team, how to foster an effective and, and team dynamic. So that's the, the premise of how the program works. And we teach it in a couple of different ways. So we could go on site to a company that has a group of new managers, and, you know, five or 10 or 20, get them in a room and we're going to teach it in a full day workshop. There's going to be five sections to it. Um, we do a lot of interactive activities. We're uh, trying to get people to learn through a variety of ways. So they're going to be up in their seats. They're going to be working in small groups. They're going to be debating topics. So it's very active and lively. But we're also offering it as a workshop outside of companies where a company could send one or two people. It'll be off-site, and we will have an open workshop that's open to the public. So um, 
we'll be launching those in a series come September and October. We'll, we're going to start internally with companies first, and then we're going to go outside and, and have it be an open, accessible workshop. So um, in, in terms of the, the engagement that you have with an organization, is there any ongoing structure in addition to the initial workshop? Yes. So a, a big part of how I'm trying to create my business is trainers will come in and they'll, they'll teach a workshop, they'll teach a topic, and it's two hours and everyone's great and excited and motivated. The trainer goes away and then come Friday, everyone's forgotten about it. And so yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm or better yet, to... sometimes like one of the things you see is that there's a certain resignation inside a culture and the trainer will come and everyone will like smile and nod and then go back into their cubicles or offices and get back into the status quo. Right. So that's tough. And I don't want that money to go to waste. And so I try to structure now when I give a training that there's some sort of follow up to it. So there's either individual coaching calls after the session or there's a group coaching call or I come back in 90 days later we bring the team back together we talk about how they've been applying it so we're doing the same thing with leadership so for instance if we go on site with a company we do a workshop for a, a group of their managers we're going to have 30 and 60 day check-ins on a call mm -hmm. group coaching where all the attendees get back on the phone and we talk about how have you been applying this what are the challenges that you're still having in a group environment so everyone can, can learn from one another in how they're doing applying the material? And it, and it keeps them a bit more accountable to putting the, what they've learned into practice. But it also gives mm -hmm. them a forum to continue to ask questions if they have them. Like, hey, I know you said this and I tried this, but it didn't really work. What do you suggest? And they still have somebody in their, in their court helping them out for an extended period of mm -hmm. time. So I have this um, situation that I've experienced, and I'm kind of wondering how you handle it. In my experience, there's I've done something along those same lines in a, in a friend's uh, company as well, and you get brought in as a coach, and you kind of witness that there's this bad egg, right? Like there is the toxic being that is bringing down the level of morale in a company. So when you have these group follow-up calls and you have these group sessions, like what do you do when there's that clear like one person who's kind of the toxic egg in the bunch? Yeah, well that that's tough. Now, in in this particular situation, if they're all new managers, um they're probably peers. So it's mm -hmm. maybe not an egg on the same team if everyone is is a new manager in our group. But I've I've experienced that before. I I try to coach to the highest um, variable. Mm -hmm. So I don't mm -hmm. want to bring down the rest of the group while trying to triage the one person that mm -hmm. isn't getting in the boat and pulling the oar. Mm -hmm. So it's tough because it changes the dynamic of everything. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I try to get people to realize that even if you're in a position that you aren't loving at the moment or isn't working to your strengths or you, you feel like you need to leave, you, you still have your life to live and going into work every day and being that bad egg with that bad attitude is, is just draining. So mm -hmm. even if you've decided that that job's not for you, you can make your life better if you just approach it with a different lens. Mm -hmm. and, and that doesn't work for, for everyone. 
but it, it becomes a, a dynamic problem. And you're mm-hmm. right, that is tough to coach through. Mm-hmm. I just try to um, keep the people who are engaged and really interested and invested in their training. Those are the ones I focus on. Those are the ones I try to help most. And I, I just hope through osmosis um, and being around positivity, sometimes that is a bit contagious. Mm-hmm. 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 I that do. is tough. I do love that. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's so funny because that's the route that I took. It was kind of like, yeah, osmosis. I was waiting for like the gratitude to catch on and it like spread a little, but I had this moment of like, yeah, do I pull the, like, should I pull the senior manager aside and ask for permission to coach on the spot to kind of, you know, actually get underneath what it was that this individual was having happen for them. And it was kind of this moment of like, yes, oh, my God, I know. I don't know how to do it or what to do with it. Yeah. And, you know, triage it from there. So I Well, it's that. a little bit different when you're coming in as a consultant mm-hmm. coach versus you work there. I mean, I, I think the, the longer I went in my career, the more courage I had to address those types of people more readily. Mm-hmm. So um, going to that senior manager and saying, hey, I'd love to have a conversation with this person, but... For me, it's just, it's, I, I think people like that, if you're open and honest with them and say, hey, you look like, you just make an observation around that, hey, you look mm-hmm. like you're not that happy in your job right now, or you look like you might be struggling with something. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can help you with? So it's not like, hey, you've been a jerk and you're really bringing everyone down, but just yeah. from what I see, you're acting like this. And it, it just helps put a mirror up in front of the ones that don't realize how toxic they've become. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I I love what you're pointing to Cecilia, because like the, that's, that's what they're bringing you in for is to have the conversations and to model how to have the conversations. Because most of the time where organizations suffer is when they're unwilling to have those difficult conversations. So and, uh, and every organization has that problem. Mm-hmm. Everyone, to some Absol- degree. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone has an elephant in their room, you know? <laughs> uh, and so the more they actually see you model the, the, the capacity to navigate that conversation, that's where you bring the value, right? They don't need one more person in their organization tiptoeing around the squeaky wheel. Elephant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's the beauty of being um, a coach an outside coach to people is that mm. you actually have a implied permission to get right to the issue because you're on, you're on the clock, right? You're on the dime. They're paying yep, you. That's for what your you're time. there for. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you got to move the needle on those things and it's, it's being able to see what they're not seeing, but also to, to give them some tools to address it. And, and like you said, they can watch and learn on, on how you might address a, a, a difficult person like that. Nice. Yeah. So, well, um, Cecilia, you've given us so many things to think about here, and um, it's wonderful to hear what you're up to with your your, your programs. Um, in kind of a summary, what are the key points you'd like our listeners to take away from what you've shared with us today? Well, I think for me, especially as I start to focus more of my work around new and struggling managers, I think the key point is, is I really want companies to understand that the investment in this level of talent is going to pay off not only immediately, but long-term for the company. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, I've seen that the lowest rungs of people, the people that you know, are entry level, they, they just don't get offered the same training opportunities as more senior leaders. And I would argue, in fact, that they're probably the most critical level for a company to invest in. 
So training of a manager is probably the best place that you can invest time, resources, coaching, and training. Nice. One minute. How, and so how can people get a hold of you? How do they learn more about you? How do we hear about leadership? Like, we got a minute left. Let's get everybody on the know and following you and getting involved. Yes, of course. So as always, I'm on LinkedIn, Cecilia Gorman. Um, my website is creativetalentpartners.com. You can just Google Cecilia Gorman and I'll come up. And Leadership is launching soon. Right now we have a website up. It's called millennialdemanager.com. You can go and you can take a look at it. Uh, I would encourage your listeners to connect. I'm so sorry. With me. Can you slow that down a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cram it in in 60 seconds. So millennialtomanager.com uh-huh. is the site for leadership. Got it. So you can go and check that out. Oh, cool. Um, Instagram, uh, just search Cecilia Gorman and I should come up. Um, and LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with Perfect. anyone on LinkedIn. Those are places I tend to show I up. I love it so much. And thank you. Thanks so much thank for you. Being here, thank you. Thank you, thank you Alice, for being here. Um, you can find Alice at accomplishmentcoaching.com. You can find Cecilia on uh, and Millennial to the Leader website. And join us again next week. We will have something great for you at The Coaching Show. Our noble veterans took action, volunteered, and sacrificed for all of our liberties. Now is your turn to take action, volunteer, and sacrifice to liberate them from the challenge of PTSD and TBI. Music Therapy for Veterans helps veterans and those in active duty to reconnect with their hearts, soul, and community. Freedom isn't free. Your donation provides the resources to truly welcome them back to our great nation. Help us to change lives one note at a time. MusicTherapyForVeterans.org Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Hi, Scale listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. 
the San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619-630-2444. Do you love wine, but it doesn't love you back in the morning? Then it's time to try Alcotox, the ultimate hangover cure. Alcotox is a dietary supplement that reduces the harmful side effects of alcohol and it benefits all alcohol consumers, not just those who occasionally overindulge. So now, for less than the cost of a drink, you can wake up hangover free. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com and let Alcotox make hangovers a thing of the past.